0: As the latest road to WrestleMania begins to pick up a bit of steam, it would probably be wise for Papa Hayes to take a minute in between his father-in-law booking big meaty men slapping meat on the grandest stage and largely dropping the ball when it comes to his women's division to remind himself what can happen when things don't go exactly according to plan at the show of shows—or rather, they do, but that plan just sucked. So I am Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, and these are 10 times that WWE botched WrestleMania. Number 10. Roman's reign is booed into existence, WrestleMania 32. When it comes to the 32nd show of shows, it's hard to mention that 2016 WrestleMania without feeling a little bit underwhelmed. Despite boasting one hell of a women's showcase over a newly rechristened belt, the majority of the card just felt like a bit of a letdown, really. So it strangely felt a little bit appropriate that this all-round underwhelming, lackluster show went out on one hell of a sour note. This wasn't a case of the company just getting completely caught off-guide either. They knew what was going to happen. They had Roman the person who was getting booed in every single arena that he walked into up against Triple H, who was literally just anybody but Roman Reigns. There was a chance here, though, before this event just to pivot ever so slightly and put Dean Ambrose into the mix, maybe in a three-way or just have him versus Roman for the WWE Championship. But did they take this lifeline that would have helped alleviate all the negativity that was no doubt going to be present in the stadium? Of course they didn't. Instead, Reigns' WWE World Championship reign was crammed down folks' throats and they more than let WWE know about it. Hey, but at least all in involved learn from their mistakes a year later though right number nine not letting the dead man rest in peace wrestlemania 33 now it was evident on the road to wrestlemania 33 that the dead man the undertaker was not at his absolute best was he because just taking one look at the way he entered that royal rumble showed you that this man had a dodgy hip and should have been nowhere near a wrestling ring that and the fact that he was tasked with trying to get over a person who again had been booed for an entire year made any real hope of a critically acclaimed showing like the ones that he'd had all the way through wrestlemania's 20 Three to WrestleMania 30, pretty non-existent. But WWE saw this man at the Royal Rumble and was still only all too happy to throw him into the show of shows, and well the end results were as painful to watch as they likely were to produce. Taker struggled throughout and Roman's did much of the literal and physical heavy lifting and it was just really excruciating, wasn't it? And making matters that little bit worse, Roman Reigns himself said that he didn't want to win this match, even requested to lose it, but WWE weren't having any of it, they wanted Roman to win, so he did, so The Undertaker lost in what was looking like his final match and it was all just a bit depressing. And it also kickstart Mark Calloway's three-year mission just to try and go out on one hell of a high, and we all remember what happened at Super Showdown, so I'm gonna blame this. This is what started that. Number eight, Hulkamania foolishly runs wild at WrestleMania 9. Has there ever been a more disappointing conclusion to the show of shows than what went down at WrestleMania 9? The answer is no, or maybe not, because there is a lot more entries on this list. After shockingly overcoming the babyface hero Bret Hart in the main event of WrestleMania 9, Yokozuna was your new champion. and this was. pretty bold move because you had this big titanic heel beating the babyface at the end of Wrestlemania and people were like what what, a not happy ending what a move and this felt like it could have been a fresh new era for WWE going forward only until it quickly became known that it wasn't going to be this because Hulkamania was going to run wild brother yep that's right WWE reverted right back to good old tried and tested Hulkster over here And things just all got very strange, didn't they? Because yes, Hogan had issued a challenge earlier that night to the winner of Bret Hart versus Yokozuna for the WWE Championship, but nobody in their right mind thought that was gonna happen straight after Bret Hart had salt thrown in his eyes and he got pinned. And then Hogan won the whole thing in like next to no time at all and even dodged the salt that somehow fell Bret Hart, making Bret look even more foolish. This entire thing was silly, stupid, didn't help anyone. And making matters that little bit worse, instead of doing the favors back to Hart like he said he would apparently further down the road, he chose to drop the belt back to Yokozuna at King of the Ring, rendering this entire thing pointless. What a pointless waste of time. Number 7, trying to follow The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. Some incoming clashes have instant classic written all over them. So rather than trying to follow something like, I don't know, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania 18, the smart move would have probably been just to end WrestleMania with something that was always going to be as huge as this. But of course WWE foolishly decided to do the complete opposite to that. They put him on like third to last and then you had a women's Match and a World Championship match, and they both didn't feel anywhere near as special. The crowd was at because they just had Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. And did WWE learn from their mistakes? A whopping what, seven years later? No, they did not. Because you've been watching this video, they do not learn. And on this occasion, we have The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, and they put on an absolute masterpiece, a clinic, a masterclass, if you will. And they're always going to because look who these people are. Look, look who's involved in the match. But WWE didn't have the foresight to see this was going to happen. So what did they do? Again, they put two matches on after this classic. They put two, you had the World Championship and the WWE Championship, and of course, they both just sank. They did not do anywhere near as well as they should have done. Triple H himself even sat backstage, looked at Randy Orton and went, you know what? think we're in trouble. Yes they are. Yes they were. It's all moulding into one because my mind is melting again. Thankfully the penny did finally drop a year later because they put these two bad boys on last because who is going to follow this? Number 6. The ref counts Ronda's shoulders after a never-ending show. WrestleMania 35. After having to sit through what was shaping up to be the longest pay-per-view in all of WWE history, it's safe to say that many of the fans inside of MetLife Stadium were rather exhausted at the thought of having to sit through yet another match. But of course the start involved in that first ever all-women's main event was so damn talented that they somehow managed to get everybody back on board because Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair know what they're doing. One person who sadly did not know what they were doing though when it came to this closing stretch of this epic main event for the ages was the referee because he had he had one hell of a botch didn't he? As the match reached its final stages, we had Ronda Rousey with Becky Lynch on her shoulders for the Piper's Pit, But then as she went for the move, Becky reversed it. And as she went to pin her shoulders to the mat, Ronda's shoulders clearly were off the mat. They weren't there for a minute, but the ref started counting anyway. So like for the first one and a half, her shoulders were nowhere near the mat, and then she got them to the mat. It was all a bit clunky, and even the commentators were like, does that count? We're doing that? Okay, let's go with it. Now, of course, everyone knew coming into this event that Becky was going to come out with all the belts, the winner takes all, title, everything else. We just knew that because that's where the story was going, but the nature of just the all-round botched finish has led to WWE pretty much no-selling the nature of what actually went down. They just don't really talk about it. They go, yeah, Becky won at WrestleMania. People say, how? And they go, no, no, not important. And just as another little detail, referee Rod Zapata was also fine because he meant to call these matches as a shoot and he did not in this moment and Vince McMahon was not impressed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen Number five, CM Punk still doesn't get his main event, WrestleMania 29. In another case of WWE's refusal to book the obvious coming back to bite them squarely on the ass, the decision to not give CM Punk the WrestleMania main event he so desired definitely ranks as one of the biggest botches in company history. Had Vince McMahon and co. just found a way to squeeze Punk into that main event of WrestleMania 29 alongside The Rock and John Cena, then maybe there's a world where Punk would have just stayed put, he would have got his main event, he'd think, you know what, I'm happy with this, I've done the thing I wanted to do, I'll stay here, I'll earn some money and earn WWE loads of money too. But rather than just injecting some best in the world into this weird twice in a lifetime lie, the call was instead made to just chuck good old Phil into a match with The Undertaker that was classed as a quote-unquote main event by Triple H and Vince McMahon. And then we got The Rock versus John Cena again, but this time for the WWE title because that promised an even better match than we got the first time around, spoiler, it did not. Now Taker and the Chip Magnet most definitely put on a show-stealing performance because of course they didn't look at these two people. But they're still not getting around the fact that Punk had once again seen his WrestleMania dreams evaporate before his very eyes, and this all definitely played into his decision to leave WWE like at the start of 2014, that and the fact that Vince McMahon thought, you know what, I did that to him last year. This this year, I'll put him in a match with Triple H! What could go wrong? Number 4. The Wrong Women Walk Out On Top – WrestleMania 36 An entirely bizarre set of evenings for more than a few reasons. The Performance Center Show of Shows aka WrestleMania 36 did at least come with a fair amount of fun and that was really needed at the time because remember, global pandemic, crying in my pyjamas every single day and eating way too much ice cream at 9 o'clock in the morning. However, it did still come with a few painful reminders that Vince McMahon simply did not care no matter what was going on in the world at this moment in time, he did not not care what you wanted, he was still going to do whatever the hell he wanted because Vince going to Vince. Heading into that year's showcase of the Immortals NXT darling, Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley were definitely being positioned as two people who could be the future of the company, and they were two people that everyone was very much behind because they were fresh, they were sparkly, we'd seen them in NXT and we thought, you know what, these two ladies can fly. And as they were both set to take on horsewomen at the show of shows, it definitely felt like a passing of the torch moment was about to go down. But oh, how wrong we were. The two black and gold sensations were both defeated across the two nights, with Becky Lynch winning yet again with a roll-up because that's just what she does at WrestleMania. Now at least Ripley did find a way to get herself back on track after having her momentum completely derailed by whatever the hell that was when she lost to Charlotte Flair and lost her NXT championship, whereas Shayna Baszler is yet to really fully recover from being rolled up on the grandest stage of them all and having her WrestleMania moment stolen away by the men. Number 3. Too Many McMahons What initially seemed like a fairly straightforward main event at WrestleMania 2000, very quickly turned into one of the most overbooked pieces of foolishness ever to grace the show of shows. After winning that year's Royal Rumble, albeit a little bit controversially, The Rock looked set to go one-on-one with his longtime rival Triple H on the grandest stage of them all. And at this moment in time, Triple H was arguably the biggest heel in the company, Rock was the biggest face, it just made sense. But that would have been a bit too easy, wouldn't it? The attention was ultimately pulled away from this twosome and the Big Show was thrown in there and Mick Foley too. because we just need more people and more stars and more star power, because that's how Vince's brain works. And in addition to just overloading the actual in-ring action that was going down in between the ropes, they put a McMahon in every corner, because nothing sells a WrestleMania-like for McMahons. Now, admittedly, giving Mick Foley the WrestleMania main event spot that he definitely deserved after putting his body on the line and putting it through hell for years and years and years was a nice touch. We all love that. It's just a shame they got thrown into such an overstuffed and just Sour taste contest. And this was all complete with a typical headline stealing Vince McMahon swerve, because of course it was, and Triple H won the thing, so you had a heel coming out on top in WrestleMania in the main event for the first time ever, just to really sourslash sweeten the deal, whatever way you want to put it. So, what could have been one of the strongest show of show closes of all time turned out to be a little more than a McMahon obsessed mess. Number two, Austin's deal with the devil ends an all timer on a sour note. WrestleMania X7. Despite quite possibly sitting as the greatest. WrestleMania of all time. The way that WrestleMania X7 ended still has many fans scratching their heads to this day. So in the main event, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. This was the second time they were going at it at WrestleMania. They were longtime rivals. They were the biggest stars in the company. But the plan going into this was to somehow turn Stone Cold Steve Austin heel in his home state. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Biggest babyface of all time, the hero, the face of the company, turning heel in his own backyard. Stone Cold could have punched a baby in the face and give the middle finger to the American flag inside of the Astrodome and he still would not have been booed. This was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But did that stop WWE from insisting on going through with one of the worst decisions in WWE history and turning the bionic redneck on the WrestleMania stage in the main event? No it did not. Not even the sight of Austin sharing a beer with his longtime mortal enemy Vince McMahon, the boss, the devil himself, could get people to boo him because they loved him because it's stone cold. I don't know how many times I've got to say it, this was stone cold. Even Austin himself has admitted in years gone by that if he could go back, if he could jump into a time machine now, he would change things. He would call an audible because you could hear the noise in that stadium, that arena, that moment. They were not booing Stone Cold. They did not hate him, so why not just lean into it and make an incredible WrestleMania moment? That's just what you do. And hell, if you did jump into that Time machine, we might have been saved from the absolute failed experiment that was the Stone Cold Steve Austin heel turn in general too. Number one, all of it, WrestleMania 27. It may have come equipped with the return of the People's Champion and one hell of a war between the Undertaker and Triple H, but outside of those few occasional highlights, WrestleMania 27. When you think about it, when those words get thrown into a conversation, you get chills. I get chills. I get shivers. I'm shivering right now. Stuffing the biggest event on the calendar with a frankly disturbing amount of nothing matches, and these. From Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler doing whatever the hell that was, to the weird Snooky nonsense when they had that six. Person tag match with Snooky from, you know, Jesse Shaw. Snooky was there. This stage was then well and truly set for a truly horrific main event that everyone remembers for all the wrong reasons. Because despite walking out of the show of shows with the WWE Championship in a match that involved him and John Cena, a disturbing concussion and the fact that Rock got involved with the match late on completely overshadowed the Miz's massive win. With the attention then swiftly turning to The Rock versus John Cena at next year's WrestleMania. Yep, that's right, the most important main event of the year was Little More than an angle to set up the following year's WrestleMania. A waste of time, talent and energy from pretty much start to finish to class this as the greatest botch of them all would be a bit of an understatement wouldn't it? So that has been our list, no many other times that there would be botched the grandest stage of them all, the show of shows, the showcase of the immortals. Then let us know all about them in the comments section right down below and don't forget to like this video, share it and subscribe to all things What Culture Wrestling, and follow myself on Twitter at GMorgan04 and follow everyone here at @whatcultureww at whatcultureww what because that's what we're called on twitter @whatcultureww go and find us and be sure to enjoy all of the other wrestlemania content that we have dropping around my lovely face at this point if you've not already voted on the ultimate wrestlemania card go and do that if it's not already been decided and never know when these videos are going to drop in the meantime just be good to yourself and let us enjoy this road to wrestlemania because i want to see my brooks smash into an almost and i'm going to smile and pop a beard just for that